Welcome to Best Health, presented by the Royal Gazette and RG Mags, a new podcast series with the best health expertise in Bermuda. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Stanley James with Let's Just Kiss and Say Goodbye. This is our new podcast at the Royal Gazette. If you've become more concerned about COVID-19, you're not alone. In today's episode, we will learn things to avoid to decrease hospitalization and increase survival. Join us now with Dr. Ferreira, a pulmonary critical care specialist. This is Dr. Stanley James. Welcome, Dr. Ferreira. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, Dr. Ferreira. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. James, and thank you, team. I'm a, I'm a pulmonologist. I'm a lung doctor originally from Cuba. I trained in pulmonary medicine in Cuba um, many years ago, and I left Cuba working for the World Health Organization doing research on, uh, on respiratory uh, diseases, especially, especially I was focused on tuberculosis and viral infection. Um, over 25 years ago. So let's introduce the folks that are here with us. For our far last, we have Cynthia. She's actually coming all the way from London. And there in London, well, she'll tell you about herself. Why don't you share with us about what you do in London, Cynthia? Yeah, so in London, I work for the National Health Service. And I work for an organization called a clinical commissioning group. So we're essentially responsible for the buying and management of health services. And my focus is on GP services and primary care. My portfolio includes about 33 practices and a population size of 250,000 patients. Mm, We don't have that many patients in Bermuda. (laughs) (laughs) And next to her, we have a delightful lady from the wonderful island of Trinidad and Tobago. Her name is Sinead. Why don't you speak to us, Sinead? I am a registered dietitian. Um, I practiced in public um, public health care for the last five years. And um, my journey has taken me through um, management of non-communicable diseases, predominantly in diabetes, high blood pressure, um, renal conditions, and also pediatric care, um, overweight and underweight children. And coming into Bermuda um, with um, rising health risk, it it definitely is a a good transition um, for me. And I'm now part of Premier Health and Wellness which is an amazing practice where I am the dietitian and also wellness coach. We're excited to have her here and also have Cynthia all the way from London. Since you're such the great expert that we have with us today, we have a case study for you. So there is a 63-year-old black man who presented to work with a fever, cough, and some nausea and fatigue. What do you think of this patient? Any, anything come to your mind? You ladies have any questions or suggestions? You can ask him any question you want. This is a patient that presents to, the, to work. What, what would you do, uh, uh, Sinead, if you were working and a patient came like that? Uh, definitely, it definitely sounds like um, that patient needs to go to the doctor. First okay. of all, <laughs> especially in times of COVID, that patient, a fever and a cough, oh, we definitely need to direct you to have a COVID test and to see your doctor. Um, so my question to you, Dr. Farah, is, you know, what is, what, what is the process now that the patient presents to you? Well, before we get there, let's see if Cynthia has any questions, because he's 63, he's a black male, and he has a fever, cough, but he has nausea and fatigue. Does, 
do you I, I does that how do you feel about that Cindy do you feel it's a cold a fever a flu uh, something he ate or how, how do you feel similar to Sinead COVID alarm bells do, <laughs> do ring um, but then I'm just also looking at his age and his ethnicity and thinking you know to what extent will those influence some of his outcomes as well why don't you ask Dr. Ferreira before we go further on into this case do those things make a difference in determining what, you know, this patient, as you work him up, Dr. Ferrer? I think you guys are fantastic because uh, I, I think, Janae, you, you put it in the right context. Um, medicine, the beauty of what we do, the beauty of what you guys do is the medicine is always moving and is always changing. And there is something always new impacting the health of our patients. Um, so if we were to have this 63 years old patient coming to us in 2018, uh, we can probably, you know, over the phone tell that patient, listen, just stay home for a couple of days and you probably have a common call. Or if you get anything worse than that, just give me a call. <laughs> That's 2018, right? <laughs> yes. But if we fast forward and we get to March, April 2020, mm. uh, then we begin to think, hmm, this could be a problem. And then if we get to the summer of 2020, we, we are all freaking <laughs> are all concerned. You know, this is something that, you know, it is, is an emerging disease that have taken hostage the entire planet. The patient that you just presented to me was probably, um, unfortunately, evolving in one of my ICUs. You're the right guy to be talking about. What do you say, ladies? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so this patient that we have also has obesity, has a BMI, body mass index, of 40. So he's about five foot seven, five foot eight. And he's weighing in at over 240, 45 pounds. His neck circumference is very thick. If we look at him, we see his diabetes. He's on Janumet. He's also on Jardians. He's on Metformin, um, Lisinopril. All these are good medicines, obviously, for managing his diabetes. But I also noticed that he has metoprolol and atorvastatin. He had a silent heart attack before. How do you ladies feel about this? Now, I must say, you know, bells go off in my head. One, one of the first bells that went off in my mind is that he, he smoked, stopped smoking. And one of the things that we see with persons who smoke and present with diabetes is they go from one addiction to the other. And usually it's food and they eat large amounts of it. So um, the, the question of diet definitely pops up with that, with that um, patient. Okay. Uh, again, for you, Cynthia, this is a patient that comes to work, fever, chills, cough, nausea, vomit, fatigue. We also notice he comes to the primary care doctor, and I see he's obese, he's got kidney damage, he's a diabetic, and um, he's got some hypertension, a silent heart attack. Is there anything about this that makes him con- more concerning? What tests do you want to start having right now, Cynthia? Oh, gosh, as the non-clinician here, <laughs> um, I would still perhaps have a COVID test initially. I'm looking at Dr. Ferreira for a head that's nod. Your, that's, your, that's your lifeline. That's your lifeline. For affirmation. That's your lifeline. So you can ask him. Ask him is it- so I'll probably want to rule out in my non-clinical opinion um, yeah, if he's got COVID or not. Dr. Ferreira, take over. What things do you want to know right now? Yeah, absolutely. The number one thing that I would do um, is to, to do a COVID test. 
and uh, and to do so not only in in this patient but anybody that comes with similar symptoms okay. but if you come to me and you are in your 60s um today you're in your 60s and you're having uh signs and symptoms of a possible uh, respiratory viral illness um we have to take that very seriously because during 2020 we learned uh, from bad experiences uh, worldwide that unfortunately uh, the current pandemic um, has a, a an attraction for um, people uh, 60s and older mm. um, people with comorbid condition, just as what you mentioned there, uh, um, people with diabetes, uh, especially diabetics and hypertension are uh, the hallmark of issues in there. And if you add on obesity, uh, we know that that group of patients are in the really high risk category. And as you just said, on top of that, he's in a smoker or excess smoker. And, um, and we see this all the time when they come with a viral illness prior to or around the time that they stop. Um, they do increase their, their eating and all of that, and diabetes mm. tend to come actually out of control. And all of a sudden, we have, unfortunately, um, the perfect storm for having complications. So we uh, we immediately take action because we do not want that person to deteriorate. Mm. So does this patient concern you? Any Is this a person that begins to cause you to become even more concerned than just another person who may also be COVID positive? Are you, are you concerned about this patient? Absolutely. In the minds of any critical care physician, the, the things that we do right away is the, the triage of the emergencies. Especially when you're running, uh, you know, a large ICU and you have 15, 20, 30 patients on respirator, mm. uh, you need to triage quickly in your mind. The word triage is that you need to actually put levels of severity in your mind. Who is the person mm. that you're going to be helping next? Because you know uh, the key here, and this is very important for COVID-19. COVID-19 taught us that as a different from influenza, um, influenza, people get four or five days of the disease, and if they kind of develop the pneumonia, they develop the pneumonia right away, and, 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 and it goes up and goes down. But COVID has this two stages kind of behavior where people can have several days that they are feverish, a little bit of symptoms, and, and it goes on for five, six, seven days until the inflammations begin to mount up. And when that inflammation starts mounting up and those people are not capable because of comorbid conditions, age, etc., of fighting back that inflammation, mm. the inflammation, the body is overtaking by that inflammation, and that is when you develop all these complications. Wow. So for those patients... The key here is that those, if you grab those people early on and help them mm. and support them, and today you give them the right treatment and the right intervention, then you have the opportunity to have the patient rise above that information and overcome the process. What things do you want to know and what do you want to do after hearing what we've learned so far, Sinead or Cynthia? So I wonder if we could take it a little bit 
back a step, um, just because the patient is in the clinic, but at what point do you know to go to the clinic? Because oftentimes people say, just write it out. And previously you were talking about inflammation. So let's talk, Dr. Ferreira, about comorbid factors that worsen outcomes and predictors of severity or hospitalization outpatient management. That's a fantastic question. I, I, so everything we have to put it into context, and, and that will begin with a very thorough interview of the patient. Mm. Uh, we need to know, um, in order to determine uh, what stage of the disease and risk the patient is, we need to determine where did the patient um, or when did the patient develop the first symptom, um, where, um, if he recognized um, by now that he has been in contact with somebody that has been diagnosed with COVID, um, how close was that patient close to that, or how close was the patient to that person, and, and how many days have transpired from the time of the potential contact to the initial symptom. Uh, what else do you want to know, Dr. Ferreira? Then uh, I go deeper into the symptomatology. I want to mm. know um, the severity of those symptoms. I want to know um, a little bit more because we are all suspecting that this patient may have COVID-19. Can ask uh, me the question. I'll be the patient. Come on. Let's hear it. So because <laughs> the patient uh, is, um, is at a high risk, my, co- my next question is going to be the question of shortness of breath. Do you have shortness of breath or you're feeling fatigue? I did feel fatigued for three days, um, but didn't think much about it. It kind of always comes and goes since I had that silent heart attack. Okay. Now, do you have any issues going upstairs or moving around? Um, yeah, I've always kind of had a little bit of chest, chest pressure when I walk upstairs, but I do notice now for this past couple of days it's worse. I, I do have a harder time climbing stairs. I get out of breath. Yeah. So this is critical. I want to know if there. I want to know the basics of that patient, and mm-hmm. I want to know the basics of the shortness of breath. Because mm-hmm. the biggest concern that I have right there in my mind is: Do I need to send this patient to the hospital to get all the tests and do everything there, mm-hmm. or do I have time to perform the tests in my office and then speak with the patient in the next twenty-four hours and keep a close follow-up of that patient? So, so now that we see we have a diabetic who's had a silent heart attack before, presents and also has some underlying lung issues, presents with fever, chills, cough, nausea, and you're saying, whoa, I need to decide whether or not to send you to the hospital to get your work up or send you to the government clinic to just do a COVID test. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? That's exactly right. So this seems like a lot more than just simply COVID and um this patient is in critical condition. He has heart disease and diabetes, etc. But he's now COVID positive. What 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 are your thoughts, Cynthia? You're looking very startled and almost concerned <laughs> about this patient. <laughs> no, but it's been um, helpful to hear from the horse's mouth and ICU doctor some of the things that we need to consider um, to keep ourselves out of hospital. I'm also wondering. Um, in light of our um, program detox, what are the take-home messages? You can decrease your hospitalization risk by decreasing inflammation that comes from obesity, people who are overweight, pulmonary problems, history of smoking, diabetes, poorly controlled diabetes, and history of immunosuppression, things that affect your immune system. 
take home message let's just kiss and say goodbye to things that make us overweight poorly controlled diabetics and also affect us with chronic disease tune in next week when we discover what do we do with that patient that we just described dr ferrara will be back with us next week let's just kiss and say goodbye this episode of best health has been sponsored by the phoenix store where your health is our priority for a better life you have been listening to best health presented by the royal gazette and rg mags a new podcast series with the best health expertise in bermuda thank you for listening